Hi, and welcome to Mouse Chat. I'm Lisa, and joining me, I've got Miss Brenda, Sharpie, and Steve. Hello. Hello. Howdy, Lisa. Howdy, Sharpie. Hey, y'all. Hey. I can't say y'all. I'm just... I'm I'm (laughs) anti-y'all. I I don't know. Um, I had this... I grew up saying y'all without thinking or knowing that I was saying y'all. Hmm. Oh, you know. Yeah. But I also whooshed my clothes when I went to college. Oh, you did. Oh, wow. I've never heard that yeah. one. Did you wash it with word? Word? <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was Todd. <laughs> I washed it with Todd. <laughs> oh, it scares me. And I've said this before. And no offense to anyone listening, but I I can't believe that I've lived in the South longer than I've lived in the North. And you haven't picked up an accent, Lisa. No. You don't have a Georgia twang. No. Uh, no, no, no. No uh, twang. There's not a lot you of... You are a Georgia peach. I am not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm Chicago through and through. I will take that to the grave. But it's, it's interesting to me, you know, the Northern Pride and Chicago... And I've lived down here longer than I've lived in the North. Um, and my girls, they're Southern. They, they know nothing but Georgia. They're Southern. Oh, gosh, Brenda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this. So Amber's got this um, waitressing job. And her shtick when she comes up is she, she speaks, as far as I'm concerned, very Northern, very unaccented. And she puts on a southern twang, and it's like, "Who are you? Hey, y'all! What can I get you to drink? You want some sweet tea? Like, who are you?" It's—I don't know if she thinks she's going to get better tips, or it's like this persona that she puts on. Actually, since we're talking about Amber, it's kind of funny because um, she's got another job, so she's working too right now, and the the place of business already has an Amber. And they said, you can't be Amber. And, well, what do you mean I can't be Amber? That's my name. And so they tried to go with her middle name. And she just didn't respond to it. And so she went back to her middle school Spanish name. Because she apparently relates to it or connects with it. And so her name is Alicia. Yeah. Well, that's she, fascinating. It's it's funny that she. I went in. I dropped I would have off some lunch. Griselda. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! But she. Yeah. She um she answered the phone and she answered it as Alicia. I'm like, this is just weird. So anyway, we actually probably makes the day go so much faster to be able to just like you know pretend you're. Somebody else. I wonder if Alicia has a Southern accent as well. I don't know. But you'll just have to ask. I will. Or you'll have to call there and see if she answers the phone. <laughs> I harass her enough. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> so we are actually going to talk about something tonight besides my family and my, my Northern roots. So we don't have to. We don't have to. No. We run the show. We can do what we want. So we are going to talk about something. And this is this made me so sad. This is some of the saddest Disney news 
that I've had in years. And that sounds so dramatic, but it's true. Um, the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser is going to close like forever. Well, I'm assuming forever, but they're closing it. No more uh, Star see, Cruiser. After we talk about the closing and, and the all, I want to talk about what comes next. Yeah, that's good too. Yeah, we need to. Because we'll talk about that. We'll talk about what comes next. Because you know, yeah, it's on everyone's mind. So we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. <laughs> okay. So as of um, October, well, I guess it's September 30th because they do these every two days. The last voyage of the Halcyon is going to be September 28th. And so normally you would pick up another voyage on the 30th, but uh, there will be no further voyages as far as anyone knows. They have currently paused all new bookings. And the reason for this is so that currently booked clients, like if, if, a, if someone has a booking in uh, September 30th and beyond, they have an opportunity to reschedule if they really had their heart set on it and bought all the outfits and they're all psyched to go. Um, they will have an opportunity to fill in some of the available voyage gaps um, between now and September 28th. So they'll get to do that and they'll have that opportunity. And you know what? You guys are lucky dogs if you have one of those reservations past September 30th, because if you move it to a date, uh, where they're still having a voyage, you're going to get 50% off just as a courtesy for moving your dates and rearranging your plans. 50% off. That's a lot of money. Yeah, I wish I had a booking. It's kind of like COVID. We, um, we canceled our cruise prior to any of the, um, like FC, the future cruise credits that were announced and they were doing adding 25% and then they, you know, would add another 25% if you had to move it again. And people were raking in the future cruise credits. We missed out. We simply got a refund. <laughs> um, and I had so, a client who cleaned up on future cruise credits. It was, you couldn't have their a, booking was already like a reach as, as far as like yeah. total value out. Oh. So, um, yeah, uh, if you and those people that do have a booking, they've got until the twenty um, fifth, which is coming up, and then they're going to open up those bookings, those little holes in the schedule between now and that September twenty eighth booking um, or voyage, I should say, and 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 if you do book, it's full price. <laughs> so they have. Um, they, do, they have pulled all of the offers. And so if you want it, you're going to have to pay full price. But it's, let's talk about the experience. I think it's, well, Steve and I got to do it. Sharpie, Brenda, did you guys get to do it? Nope. Did not get to do it. It, it, it was, It was as far as bucket list items go, it was in a galaxy far, far away for me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It was, like I would I like to have experienced it? Yeah, just because it's a Disney thing. 
and 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 everyone said it was really incredible. But like I I could not I, I'm in the camp that I literally could not have seen myself paying that price yeah. for two night exper- two night experience. Yeah, I'm yeah, right that. with you. I am right with you, Sharpie. And I had you know I could have chosen that uh, instead of the Disney Wish, which was out of the question. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? Exactly. That's yeah. like, yeah, you compare a cruise experience to that experience and you have roughly the same price tag. Yeah. That's yes. where, what people start to do. They look at like, I could take a cruise or I could maybe do a, a Jamaican or a Caribbean vacation, or maybe even a quick European vacation on a, on a budget or something. And then compared to the price. So that, I think there were two things that, obviously unfortunately went against it one is price but when you when you do the experience you realize there's so many moving pieces and so many actors and so many things it's a 24 hour a day production it's like a it's like being alive inside of a like a a play well and that was the whole point yeah, it's was like to immerse you into this theatrical it's experience. A, yeah, it's like a it's a full three day, two night, never ending, and it's not well. It's it's technically three days, but we'll get into that. It's not really. It's with with the time you check in and time you check out. But yeah, so the price point, but it's it's just too hard. There's not enough Star Wars fans that have that kind of money yeah. to do that kind of experience. And then, and it's similar to watching a Broadway play once you've watched it i guess you still want to maybe go back and see the broadway play again. i wanted to go back and you know catch the things that i didn't catch the well, first yeah, time because you don't yeah you don't or maybe play the other side you don't really understand it until you're into it and then it's over and then you're like oh i should have done things differently but um yeah price point i think was one and the other thing that some people had told me which i i also kind of got is as a Star Wars fan, and I'm not a big Star Wars fan, but I like Star, you know, as a kid, I saw the movie a zillion times. It was like the first movie that I saw in the theater, like more than once, like over and over again, because the first Star Wars movie was amazing when you were a kid. Um, That's true. Yeah. So, so as a, that kind of fan, you're kind and, and which that kind of fan maybe has a little more money than current fans. I don't know, but I felt like based on established. Yeah. But I you felt know, like the, the characters maybe. that they had were not the, they had some of the original characters from the first three movies that I saw. Who did they have? Well, they had like Chewbacca. Yeah. And they had maybe a little bit of R2-D2. Yeah. And that's kind of it. Yeah. So everything else is either new characters that are not part of the story or they're part of the Kylo Ren, yeah, Ray. Had- they had Ray, they had Kylo Ren. Yes, they have stormtroopers, you know, so, but they don't have a lot of the people from the first films. So I think they missed the mark there on that piece. I mean, that, so those are the reasons I think it, unfortunately. More than anything, those are the two things I heard as far as why people didn't do it is price and why didn't they have more of the original characters? Yeah. And when we had done it, uh, I, I found, I don't even know how I found out, but I must have asked, you know, is this going to be the same story? And they're so not forgiving. They're like, they don't break character, but maybe it was outside of Halcyon that someone said every 
five years they're supposed to have a new story. Um, well, yeah, they got to train a whole. They Their training is six months. They yeah, have six-month training to do those parts, and I think they had two or three casts. Yeah, it's a lot of people. Yes. There's a ton of people. It's the production for that, and then they're all, they're always they're not just doing like a two hour show. It's like nonstop. And then like when you're in dinner, there's part of the stories going on in dinner while you're there. And then the other group was just like on a cruise, there's two seatings. So the other group, there's another story going on with them throughout the ship with characters, you know? And so they're keeping track of which group is where and what story do they know and where are, where are they in the story? So it's, it's, and it's amazing. So anyway. We had the best location for our room too. Well, the the, the whole th- thing was so amazing for me. So the building is what three stories? I believe I it's three or four. Yeah. So it's it's a hundred rooms, a little over a hundred rooms. There's a there's like a couple of them that are that are uh, you know like president you know whatever captains quarters or something yeah. that but they're all pretty much the same room. They're a uh, they sleep four. They may may have knocked down a room or put in a door. Well, they have the bunk, the two bunk bed things that are super cool. They have the queen. Queen. And then they have a pull-out thing, I guess. Yeah. So I guess you could put five in. Uh, you could. Um, the whole thing, the whole experience is, was pretty amazing. Unfortunately, it's, and it's the first time I think anybody's ever done anything like that. Like, let's make a, a three-day, two-night experience where you're, fully immersed for <laughs> going through Star Wars. Well, besides some kind of really creepy murder mystery weekend or something. Yeah. Like you see movies about it, but I've never heard of a true murder mystery weekend. But this was it's very, very unique. Like a, fu- a fully immersive yeah, lodging it's like a, um, and dining. Right. What do I want to call? Like a role-playing thing that I can't remember the word right now. Uh, where you get dressed up and and you do the thing. Role play? What was it again, Brenda? Masquerade party? Oh, no. Like, uh, you know, the, the, like when you go to Dragon Con and everybody dresses up. It's still as called dress up. All right. Well, no. It's <laughs> whatever it is. It's called something. So I'll, I'll Cosplaying. Remember. Thank you. Cosplay. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's like a giant cosplay. It's a three-day full-on Star Wars cosplay, but you're like, in a spaceship. Yeah. And like and the, Steve and the, said, and the to call it three day is. Well, it's all right. So you check in at one o'clock in the afternoon. On day one. On day one. And then you check out on day three at what? 9 a.m. Yeah. So that's, so that's the thing. So it's, so it's. So it's really a day and a half. Yeah. So it's. And it's you spend less. the second day in the park. Yeah. Part of it. Most of it. Yeah. So it comes with uh, tickets to. Batu, yeah, Disney Hollywood Studios. I think Sharpie, you mentioned, you know, let's let's kind of project or predict what they might do with the facility because it is fantastic. It is so fantastic. Um, it would be a shame if they did take it down, but they would need to add uh, like a quick service dining. Well, all right. So it's broken down. So there's at least three stories of guest areas. Well, you, you come in on a spaceship, right? So that whole piece is just going to go to waste. 
doesn't have to. Like there's an outside bunker like at Star Wars and you come and you go through security and you go through this giant cement bunker and then you get on this spaceship and then you take off similar to like a hydrolator or whatever, right? And you watch the, you can look through the windows and, and then you dock. There's two of those. And then you have this ridiculous, aha, amazing moment when you're on the Star Cruiser uh, Halcyon and it, you, you end up on the main deck um, and you're kind of in this lobby area. And there's a gift shop on the right. There's a bar on the left. There's the main control bridge to your left. Which has like windows that are massive. Whole thing is is truly like a giant ship. Yeah, it's like you walk onto the bridge of some giant spaceship, and it's got like floor to ceiling windows as far as you can see. And out, they stare out into space, out of outer space, and then all the controls are in there. Like like. For- so, did you ever feel movement? Yeah, no, you do not. No. I thought you were See, debating that, that. Spoiled the experience for me. There's no, there's none of, there's no, like movement. You feel move, no, not not in the in the main ship. You don't. No. Now. It would concern me if there was movement. <laughs> but so the the rooms are super cool. You know they had like the sliding doors like on Star Wars that you do. Um, they have like this communication pad. With all these controls and a phone type thing. Like a little AI person. Yeah, there's like this robot that comes on the screen. And she's basically, you're, you're, you talk to her and she responds and she tells you different things about the adventure. So she's kind of playing the story of what you're supposed to do in your room when you're talking to her. And then at the end of the day, she's like, she knows what's happened in the story. So she's telling you things like, oh, do you know that? I'm so surprised this happened and watch out for this. So even the AI person in the room is guiding you through the story. So there's a lot of cool details like that. And then there's a port that looks out into space um, in each room and you can close it. Yeah. There's like the shield that comes up yeah, that closes it. So at if night, you don't want to be disturbed at by night, space. you can put the little shield thing up and it, it opens and closes. But I mean, but even the detail on that, like when you're leaving, the ship in the morning on when you depart, you can see earth in the, through the window way down there. And then you see the little shuttles leaving your ship going to earth. So it, it, was, it like, was done. It's so amazing. Like every little detail. Yeah. Phenomenally well. And I am very sad uh, that it's, it's no more. They, I guess, didn't make enough money that they didn't have enough passengers. The thing is it takes, like if they cut the experience, I don't know. There's no way to, and I know some of the some of the ideas that Sharpie has, I think, which would be good. But like if they um cut the staff, I don't know the the story would be lacking. There's a ton of staff and a ton of different things that happen, and there's special effects, and then there's like audiovisual people that are hidden that you don't see, and there's special effects people that you don't see. And there's, you know, cause they've got all kinds of like in the restaurant, there's things that go on, but you can see there's like a section that has like a dark kind of, it's kind of built in like glass where their people are behind there doing lighting or they're helping the 
entertainment. Because it's still a show. Yeah. So, and then there's other places throughout the ship where different things are happening. Um, so there's also the, all the audio video people that you don't see that are running it. Um, and there's amazing. And then the, the finale is ridiculously good. Yeah. Don't I, spoil it. I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody who's still going. <laughs> it's like, there's so many like moments in the finale that happened that you were, you know how Disney does these things and you're like, I don't know how they did that. There's a bunch of moments like that, that you're like. I don't know how they did that or that or that, <laughs> but it's pretty awesome. cool. Um, so yeah, but basically you, and it's, and it's the only true thing where Disney always does these things with, when you hear Imagineers, they're like, oh, this is going to be about your journey. And it's all about your personal Star Wars experience. And it's all about, you know, everybody's going to have a different journey. And like every ride they ever do, they're like, oh, it's all about your own your own personal thing, your own Star Wars story. But then you're like, none, none of that's true. But in this, it's 100% like that. Don't you actually choose your role in this one? Yeah, so this one you pick, you have an app, which is on your phone. And um, like the more involved you are, it, you, it's like figuring out a puzzle, a mystery, and, and solving different things in the app. But you're interacting with, with real people and with different controls on the ship. And the more you're involved and the more you get involved with the, the staff and the characters, like Lisa was like, where are you going? I'm like, I've got to, I'm just going somewhere. He's like, well, <laughs> can I come? I'm like, no, you can't come. And like, there'll be a guard at a door and they won't, they will check your data pad. And if it turns red, they will not let you in that door. And then only the people that get a green light get in that door. And she's like, she's like, I can't go in there. I'm like, no, you can't go in. So like even your family will be on different missions, depending on what you do. And you go into these little adventures. It's like the coolest thing. It really is. Do you think they actually sold it well? No, it was, it started out horribly with the, with the videos they did that they actually took down. So they put out these videos year, when they first did this and they were awful and they were so bad that on social media, they took it down. It's tough because people always like to complain about stuff and people are going to complain about the price, which I get. It's, it's definitely I, ridiculous. I personally expensive. think that it, it cost 30% easily cost 30% too much. I'm sure they, they've overdone it. Yeah. I don't think there was a re, a consumer researcher in the room yeah. when they put a price tag on this thing. Yeah. That that's my because that price point is way yeah. out of the majority of families budgets. Yeah, they didn't figure out well how many Star Wars fans are that are going to actually come and what will they spend and you know, it's just I feel like you could do like a, a Harry Potter resort that's just a nice hotel and you walk in the lobby and it's like the Grand Floridian, but you see things happening, but, but you're not interacting really with, it's not an adventure. Right. Right. And that's like something the masses like every day. Happening. Yeah. It's just like a cool, it's like the Grand Floridian or the Polynesian, but it's just themed really, Another really well. Thursday at Hogwarts. Yeah. But you know, and then maybe there's some characters walking around. That's the, and then anybody could do that and it's still expensive. 
but this is like you're you're on the ship and everybody's in character the whole time. I mean, like at dinner and and drinks and you're doing things together. Like Amber, they knew Amber. They knew Brooke by name. I mean, they knew Amber loved them. Amber went to the dark side. She got she flipped. She flipped at dinner, and then the whoever the 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 general the general like gave her a special pass to some special thing, and she she switched sides at the very end. Sweet talked her into changing. <laughs> so I mean, they knew them. They knew. Amber and Brooke, a hundred percent. And Brooke happened to get a costume at the little store where she was an engineer. And what was the guy's name? Who was the, the other engineer on the, I just remember jumpsuit buddy. Yeah. So the guy, there's, there's a guy who's an engineer on the ship and he had the same engineering outfit. So he would, so he's like, Brooke, my little, my jumpsuit buddy, come over here. You're going to jump the ship. Oh, yeah. She jumped her, jumped everyone into hyperspace. Yeah. So she got to go to take the ship to light speed. So she got to go to the controls and put the ship into light speed and do all this little extra stuff. So she had a good time. I mean, like literally in the last day, both of them were crying or almost crying when we got off. It was like leaving family. It was that. That's how good it was. Like there's a few things where you get off and they're like crying. And then two days they were like, crying when they had to leave. Aww. I know. Yeah. And see that like, <laughs> yes, those experiences are great, but did it need to go to that depth? I know that's the, pr- the price point. That's the problem. Like that's the crazy thing. The problem is, is it's so expensive because there's only a hundred rooms. And so, and then there's a ton of characters constantly coming and going. And then they're constantly moving the story forward. And there's special things that happen. Like there's little clues that happen at dinner. There's little clues that happen at Batu. Like there's little missions you go on. And then there's, you have to find somebody and then they hand you something. And then that something opens something, you know, so there's all kinds of cool little extras that are pretty well integrated into this kind of game. Yeah. Well, and I kind of made light of the fact that you spend your full day in Batu and it's, you know, a lot of us have spent lots of time in Batu and you're like, oh, I don't want to pay this much money just to spend time in Batu, but the story continues and we spent like 5 hours well, continuing we, our mission in Batu. Yeah. So we were both trying to you know, you're doing different things. It's similar to that Kim Possible adventure or um, some of the other ones they have over at Magic Kingdom with the pirates where you do different things and things happen. Yeah. So you're doing things on your on your phone and it's interacting with stuff and then it's telling you to go here or there. Um, and you're still doing that not only in the in the Star Cruiser, but when you're at Hollywood Studios, right? Yeah, so you're doing yeah. that, yeah, at, in... Uh, but they give you this whole other mission to do. And, you know, you're, you're doing this and that and going here and there. And, and you're using some of the, um, you know, like by the bathrooms, they have those like electronic pads that look like they don't do anything. They do stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they do stuff. Yeah, they do. There's a lot of cool things that happen. Yeah. I think the whole thing 
is well, and they also get you on as part of the mission. They get you on Rise and Millennium Falcon, and that's with a, an express pass. Yeah, and that's tied into the mission. And they also get you in Olga's Cantina with a reservation, right? Because you need to get a clue there. Um, but they don't pay your drinks. No, they don't. They do pay for lunch if you want to eat lunch there, or you can go back to the Star Cruiser and have lunch. Um, there's a private area where they have water and and stuff when they drop you off. So it's you, a private entrance exit. Yeah. And it's, yeah, they've got the water they, they, there. They take you in. So you never leave the experience. Like you get on a, a space shuttle from the Star Cruiser and you go to Batu. And you get off the ship and you're in. They have transport. And you're in Batu, and then you get back on the ship. And that was, you know, it sounds corny. That was done so well. The transition. And yeah, you know, you're on a bus. It's like a, yeah, it's like a converted bus with some that doesn't look like a converted bus. But they don't let you see. You can't. So you're never. light of day. You're never out of the experience. The only thing. There's a little outdoor area you can go to on the ship that's like a outside simulator. It's like a Zen garden. It's an earth simulator. Yeah. And it's like this little area that you can kind of get outside, but you never see anything. So it's really well done. And that little ride from the ship to Batu, it's it's what, at least five minutes. Yeah. So it's a little it's a ways. It's not like it's like directly behind. It's kind of in the parking lot of uh, the cast member parking lot behind. Uh, what are you talking about? Millennium you travel Falcon. through space. Well, okay. Anyway. Like, so if they had. Tell to- us a little bit about the spacecraft that you traveled from <laughs> resort to the park in. It's like. From a, the spaceship to the park. From the Galactic Star Cruiser. Boy, sure. To from ba- the Galactic to Batu, Star Cruiser. To Batu. To Batu. You get in. You go to like a, like a airport, like a, like a, I don't even Like know. a loading bay. Yeah. Like a loading bay on the ship. And then they have someone there that loads you on and it has you seats. You go directly onto the transporter. Yeah. And then it has seats and then the door slides closed. I think it takes maybe 10 or 12 at a time. And I think there's a screen of some kind that has the little guy who's flying it or whatever. I can't remember. Yeah. And then there's maybe... I don't, and then it kind of feels like you're in a little spaceship, yep. but it kind of bumps around a little as you're driving. <laughs> Similar to what an Earth bus motor coach might feel like. Might feel like a little bit. Yes, oddly and then, enough. And then when you land, the door opens and you're in Batu in this like private unloading area. Yep. Which is over by one of the stores where the, uh, like the TIE fighter is in Batu. It's like kind of in a back corner. Yeah. So, and then, uh, and then when you want. I can't believe it's going away. And then when you, when you want to go back, you go back there and the, the shuttles leave every, you know, every couple, whatever, every 10 minutes, 15 minutes. They're just constant. So you can eat on the Star Cruiser if you want for lunch, which is, so, and they've got like a buffet lunch. It's kind of like a, like Boma, you know, kind of thing where you've got a bunch of different options for breakfast, a bunch of different options for lunch. They've got blue milk and green milk milk and regular drinks and all kinds of odd things. I mean, it's really well done. I feel bad because we're, 
we've done a review of this before, but no, we never did one. We, I don't think we ever did. Cause yeah, we were, you did. did we? I'm sure we did. I know we were doing a bunch of travel at that time. I'm sure we did. I don't um, think, I don't know if we did. Anyway. I still just think the whole thing is amazing. It, even though it is closing, if you do have an opportunity to do it. It's amazing. The last one of those, so many people are going to cry. I know. Uh, whoever's on that last adventure. I might try and get on that 28th one. Can you imagine? Like after they've moved everyone's trips. It yeah, it's going to be hard. There's going to be it all. Yeah. yeah well, know. so not everyone is going to be able to move their trip dates. So we That's keep true. that in mind. And I neglected to point out that if you do have something booked in November and you can't move it to September or earlier, um, if you take those same dates in November, you can convert that reservation into a Walt Disney World resort stay and they will give you 50% off of that. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's nice. Yes, but you cannot decide to move your dates to August and do a Walt Disney World stay and expect 50% off. That's not how it works. Okay. You either keep the dates and go to Disney World or you keep the dates or you move the dates and go to Batu. No, not Batu. Uh, Halcyon. Yeah. So there's also a, there's a lightsaber training on the oh ship. God, that's so amazing. That is really amazing. And if you guys do this and you go to the lightsaber training, which you do need a reservation for, don't just be lame. Get into it. Start swinging that thing around and wah, wah. Well, then there's a bridge training where you get to do all the different things and on the ship. And that was amazing too. Yeah. I need get- to do it again so I can like get into it. You have to be. Do they offer discounts on the lightsaber training? It's all included. Oh, I it's- thought it'd be a real money saver. Sharpie. <laughs> this is a sad a moment. That's humor. good. The other thing. <laughs> little the, lightsaber humor. The bar. So the bar on that ship is, is awesome. Yeah. It's the best. So like if you've been on the Disney Wish and you go to the Star Wars uh, hyperspace yeah, lounge. Hyperspace lounge, yeah. It's, which is nowhere. Which one is better? The one on the Halcyon is amazing. Yeah. I think it's a lot better. It's a, so much better than the one on the Disney Wish. Yeah. The one on the Disney Wish has zero theming. Well. It's just like so bleak and unthemed. It could be a lot, lot, lot better. One, it's met 15% of its The potential. one on the Galactic Star Cruiser is perfect. It's beautifully done. That's because it's on a Star Cruiser. It's, it's like this high-end lounge. Olga's Cantina is cool for that old Star Wars, you know, like everything's just kind of clunky and whatever. But I always feel like I'm getting rushed when I'm in there. They're like trying to get you, you get, you can have, you're only there out for an hour, hour and a half. You, and then they got to get you out of there and you can have maybe two drinks if you can get them down. And then I think at least part, at least part of what is happening and mm-hmm. the future of the Galactic Star Cruiser is going to play off the popularity of Oga's. Oga's. I think there's going to be like a high-end lounge yep. that like transports you out there. Yep. Along with a whole like dinner experience. Kind of like the Space 220. Kind of like Space 220, except you be. actually have to be moved. <laughs> so the thing, <laughs> so the problem, so, so the 
has a hundred rooms, so you can probably do four hundred people right now. And they break it up. They break up dinner like a cruise ship into two seatings. So that means that the current cafeteria restaurant that they have on there holds two hundred max. So I don't know how that fits in with their other type of things. Well, they could turn it into an anytime buffet type of thing. So they've got like a buffet thing in the back that's kind of separate. And then they've got all the seating and it's kind of an oval shaped. And then they've got a tiny little stage that fits like one singer and a, and a guitar player type thing. And they have a captain's table in the middle and they have booths around the side and regular tables. So it's right now it's breakfast and lunch or, or a buffet. And then dinner is table service. So you can fit 200 people in their current setup. And then the lounge, and that's on the bottom level. But if it wasn't tied to a show or anything like that, you could make it like an anytime walk-in type of dining if it was just buffet. Grab, yeah. Grab and then the lounge is, is pretty small. It's not, it's not big, the existing lounge. I mean, it holds what? 20 people, maybe 30 people at the most. And it's, a, it's one level up um, and it's in the, it's off of the main lobby and the control room for the ship. So, and then you got all these rooms, you got a zillion, you got a hundred hotel rooms that are going to, they're kind of off to the side. They're all, they're not really, you know, you could block them off. And then you got two elevators that go between all the different floors. I. I loved it. But it's not like a walk. I don't know. It's when I looked on a map, it looks like it's behind, um, behind, uh, what is it? The Millennium Falcon. But it's a, but it's not like, it's like a parking lot. There's like a part of a cast member parking lot between there and where you would need to go and a bridge that goes over some water, a small bridge. So it's, it would have to be redone if it was a walking thing which would take some time, but it's amazing, but I don't know what they'll do with it. Anyway, I don't know. I'm sad. (laughs) Yeah. Very sad. All right, Lisa, anything else on the uh, star cruiser? Any Do do you have any additional thoughts on what do you, what you think they'll do with it? I think they, especially the lodging side of the house, the lodging, there's not, I think, They've got to keep it. There's no way. All right. So they could either do a really cut down experience. I don't think they're going to do that. So then you would have. I don't have, think there's going to be. Think, I think they might. So, all right. So say you get, they have a hundred rooms. They're almost, they're all identical. There's like only two other rooms that are bigger. So, so those don't matter. So you got a hundred rooms. <sighs> the problem. So it's not like a hotel that has a pool. You know what I mean? It's not like. Because it's a starship. It's not like a hotel that you're going to just go hang out in. Oh, seriously? Not like, but you're not going to go to the pool or the arcade or the fitness center or the hot tub. Or the lightsaber training. Yeah, but that's only a one-time thing. Yeah. Because it only holds. All they have to do is start charging for it and people would go more. The only. Especially if it. Is transporting you out of the Bane Park. Yeah. Out to the, for the day. 
But I don't know how you would. So I don't know how they'd ever use the hotel room part again. I feel like you could go on a little 10 person bus from Batu, which is already set up and it drives you over there. That's already set up. And you come in and you do start, you do the, the um, lightsaber training. It holds what? It's like four lines of four people. No, it's like is it, eight lines of five people. Is it? Maybe even 10 lines. Uh, uh, I'll say eight. No. I'll say eight. Maybe. You know what? I have my phone. It's not a lot. It holds what? Maybe 40 people at a time to go through lightsaber training. So, and then the, and then flying the ship maybe does, I don't know. Probably 40 to 50 people at a time. Yeah, maybe. But what will they do with those rooms? I hope they don't do what they do with the tree houses and make them into dorms. (laughs) There's nothing you can do with the rooms. The rooms. That's why I think they'll continue to run it on some level. Because what would you do with the rooms? There's nothing, and then it's and it's and it's some weird location. Like there's no. Did we go in June? No. Yeah, June or July. There's no parking. Yeah, you're there in July. There's no parking either. It's all valet. Because it's out in the middle of nowhere, which is really nice. I mean, the the other thing that was really nice is when you get off, like literally your car is there and it's loaded with your luggage. Nice. Like I've never been anywhere where you, you get off, your car's right there for you and it's running and the air conditioning's on and it's loaded and your luggage is all there and you just get in and go. All right. I have to concede. Um, mm-hmm. there are four rows and there are about five people in each row. That's what I said. Yeah. That's what you said. said. Yes, I know. <laughs> so, so, so it holds what? 20 people. <laughs> nanny, nanny, boo, boo. That's what I'm feeling. <laughs> well, and I didn't I even you. have to confess. Well, the problem is, is it only holds 20 people for lightsaber training. It maybe holds oh. 40 people for the bridge. So, right. You could keep, so you could knock people through there and it's probably what? A half hour. You're probably in there for a half hour with the current setup. It's cool. It's pretty cool. I don't know if it's, you know, I don't know how, I don't know how much I would pay to do it. That's the thing, right? Even to build a lightsaber is a lot of money. I mean, how many people pay to do that? That's true. Um, so maybe you build your lightsaber, although the ones they give you there are special yeah, ones. Special. But maybe it's like an add-on and then you get in the shuttle and then you can come over there and do lightsaber training for another hundred. It's like lightsaber training prior to the purchase of your lightsaber. I don't know. So maybe it's a hundred or two hundred dollars. What's his I forget his name. I don't remember his name. I'll have to look. It was like Matt or something. But um it's it's the whole thing is amazing. So now I'm so sad. But yeah, I don't know. So they could do something with it as part of an experience, but no sleeping over. Because then then it becomes more, because then there's nothing to do if there's no story and acting thing going on. Yeah. yeah, I'm scrolling through some pictures and you've got the little guy that has the orange face that plays the guitar and he's like so excited to be a part of the the experience, but he's just a guest on the ship. And yeah, there's so many stories and roles like that guy is like the dreamer guy who's a guitar yeah. player who sentimental guy who like sold everything to go on the ship. 
right? He's like the hippie of the, mm-hmm. of the ship. <laughs> He's, he, he wants to be a music, a musician and he gets to be part of the band and what, there's a whole thing, but anyway, it's really cool. Food's good. Accommodations were good. Cast is amazing. Um, it's just way overpriced and the character selection, even though they're good, doesn't resonate with the older original Star Wars fans. Oh, and I did like that. I think the- that's the other issue, too, is that a lot of diehard Star Wars fans aren't Disney fans, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, like there's no Darth Vader. There's no C-3PO. <laughs> no, the Amber. Amber took a picture of what's his, the, the general guy yeah, the who's like guy. super angry and mean. And, um, and she's amazing. Yeah. He was so good. He was, uh, his accent and everything was, was he never s- broke spot on. And Amber took a picture of him and put hearts all over it. <laughs> Cause yeah. she thought he was, he thought <laughs> she, she was cute. Yeah. She thought he was cute. And she actually asked him out and. Oh yeah. Dinner. Yeah, she asked him out and he had the response. We thought we would trip him up and it didn't work because he said, I'm married to my work. I remember that. So she's like, are you single? And, he, you know, can we maybe get together later? And the characters, and he knew how to answer it. The characters are so, so well good and they're, and they do it all day for two full days. So that's, it's really cool. Anyway. Yeah. So Sharpie, what do you think? Dinner, lounge, maybe some special activities, and it's just a day type thing where you go out if you spend $700 or $500 or whatever. I, I still think they'll have some type of lodging experience. Or they could do a lodging I, I experience. I almost think they would be a fool not to have it. Well, they got all the rooms they built, it, and it's amazing. I mean, they got to spend a zillion dollars on this thing. I mean, I don't know what they, what they spend. I'm sure it's somewhere, but. It's a lot. It of was money. over a billion. Yeah, it's it's way it's a ton of money, but they only have a hundred rooms in there. So I don't know. So what do you do? You just kind of stay there and go to the lounge, have a place to eat, and then you have a, a hotel that's got some characters that come out every so often, but no. Yeah, like meet and greet, but not interact. No interactive thing. Well, and they could easily do. And then you get to use, you can do the, the flying of the ship and the lightsaber for. Those are good experience. For included or, or a little. You've got that whole, um, that hidden room. And then the restaurant is like at any other restaurant where you can pay to go or some, or other people go. It could, could work. I mean. What characters would they need to bring? They they could bring. The original. They Darth, have to have Darth, Darth Vader, Vader they C-3PO. Could do Darth Maul. They could do him. Yeah. They could do, yeah, C-3PO. They have Chewie. Chewbacca. <gasps> they could do Jar Jar Binks. Oh, God. That's so <laughs> awful. What? This is the worst character ever. I, I, so I, bad. I think Jar Jar Binks. Jawas. They don't have Jawas on there. I don't know See, why. And that was what that, like when they used to have launching bay, they were the best. That's something that I thought was so cool. And they would trade or they would try to trade. Now you saw, I saw them on the Disney ship and they're like, Oh no, that they're not trading. But yeah, 
Brenda's so quiet. Are you a Star Wars fan or are we just drowning you out? <laughs> so Sharpie, the other... Steve. Like Steve, I saw the original one when I was young and uh-huh. I saw it several times, but no, I'm not a... No, I'm a Marvel fan. Okay. okay. All right. And then they do cruise ship type things on the ship. Like they have a bingo thing. You know, like during the day, there's a couple... If you're not... With the different planets. Yeah, there's like a bingo type thing that's themed towards Star Wars. And then there's a... Uh, yeah, racing of the uh, droid. Is it Binks? <laughs> yeah. Something like that. It's some weird name. Then there's droid racing. Oh, yeah. That's true. That was fun. Yeah. And you get. You, you did very well. At I that. won the droid race. You, yes. You I did. did. I got a medal. Yes. And those medals are worth like a lot of money. Yeah. That's even more say. now. The medal, the medals, because we, we just looked them up on eBay because we were curious. I think when we, there were 50, every time you won something, those things would go for like $50, 50 to a hundred bucks on eBay for the little prize they give you. I remember when the whole sets of uh, Oga's Cantina coasters were being oh, sold just on a, eBay for like 50, 60, 70, crazy. $120. I know for like paper coasters. I know it's insane. The, and the merchandise in the Halcyon place is really cool, too, in the store. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. our girls didn't have, we didn't really have outfits. We had, like, T-shirts, but that's not a costume. That's just, like, a, yeah. you know, a nod. And so we bit the bullet, and we bought two costumes when we got on the ship. For, yeah, each of them. And they wore them the whole time. They did. But Brooks was, like, 100 bucks. They were not cheap. Yeah, but it wasn't, but it was a decent quality. Yeah. For a hundred dollars. Oh, was she a, loves that thing. It was, a, it's like a, the best themed engineer jumpsuit thing ever. Yeah. It looks so authentic. And then Amber had some crazy hooded. Robe dress Robe thing. thingy that she looked really good and that she loved. Yeah. And so they kind of picked two completely different things. And the fact that Brooke went with an engineer. Oh, she was going to do either the, the captain or the engineer. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if there were other engineers on there. No, I think she was the only one. So she really stood out and it was her. She was. Yeah, she was 100% into it. Yeah. You have to be into it. The existing experience. Like if you can't be like someone who's, it's not a resort where you're just going to go hang out by the pool because there is no pool. But you know (laughs) what I mean? There's no, just, you have to be like, all right, I'm going to go 100% into this and figure it out and really do the stuff and meet the people. And the more people you meet and the more things you do, the more things that you discover and you get added to and things that happen, like the more you do, the the better it is. Yeah. And I think that would be one of my tips. If you do have a, a voyage reservation is to jump in right away because we were like on the first day checking out the ship and we're like, I don't know what to do, but make sure that your data pad, iPhone, is yeah, you set connected up. and set up and so ready to set go it up before you go and start walking around and playing the game because it's one giant game. And I don't think we really got into it. You don't understand. It takes a while to figure out yeah, until late the first night what's going on. Yeah. And when then, Steve started getting into places that I couldn't, I'm like, wait, what? What are you doing? And you need a battery for your phone. Because you yeah, are, you're constantly on your data pad. You're constantly figuring stuff out. 
I still think the whole thing is such a genius concept and I'm so sad that it's not working for Disney. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Look at that. Yeah. It's hey. a sad thing. We kind of took over this show. I know. I ate too much sugar before well, the show. I mean, you got you guys have had <laughs> the onboard experience. Right. And meanwhile, Brenda and I have been armed with the cost skepticism. Well, that's the problem. <laughs> exactly. So like the, yeah, it's definitely the cost. The cost is, I understand. I understand that. I, I understand like you can go to Batu to Hollywood studios and you pay one price and, and that's expensive. And then the, their next thing from that is you do build a lightsaber or a droid and that kind of ups your experience and you pay a ton of money for that. And then they built this extremely luxury Hardly anybody can afford experience, which is the Star Cruiser. Um, but they just priced it out of everybody's price point um, and yeah. didn't figure that out. And then they didn't put the right characters in it, even if they lowered it. This is going to be one of those things that I look back on very fondly and say, do you remember when they had that? That was so great. Well, we always talked about, remember, like you would always say, "What do you, can you imagine a Star Wars hotel? I remember the anticipation. But then it's like, well, it only holds 100 people. It would have been cool. If they did this with Harry Potter, it, I, I, originally I thought, we had thought like, what if they did a Harry Potter thing with 100 rooms and you took spell classes and you took the, you know, the, dark, the dark arts and yeah. yeah, you did like, you. it would be cool, but you would run into the same problem that it's scripted. It's only a, it's a set start and end and it's going to cost a fortune. There's just no way. And you run and through. The that really follow things like that. Don't, they're not people that like have a lot of money. A lot of times. Yeah. Just ultra fans. Yeah. Know? So, but if you have a hotel that holds 3000 people and the lobby just looks cool and the characters come out every so often and, you take your pictures with them and the rooms are kind of themed with some little things here and there, then people will do it for three, 400 a night. So that's the problem, which I think they finally, they, they were the first ones to try to do it. So. Uh, Is it right. considered a success or a failure? Well, everybody who, if you have, I don't know. I mean, we know people who've been like, like Ray, you remember Ray who, who, the cast members made it a success. The cast members were amazing. The executives made it a failure. I would, I would, yeah, I would agree. Yeah, no one thought about it. Like, there's all kinds of little, there's engineering rooms in there. There's cargo rooms with interactive things that you do. Well, even There's so many cool things in that place. Even down to the cafeteria where you've got these cool trays and then you've got the, yeah, um, fit, yeah. the soda that is from Batu. You know, it's space soda. Yeah. But there's like things that you do. Like if you're, I can't remember. Sharpie, it's Yoda soda. Yes. <laughs> like, uh, like on the, on one of the last days, um, we, the, the, if you're on the dark side, you get to sabotage the ship and you're in the, nice. and you, they sneak you into the engineering room, which is like a full on engineering room with all the pipes and all the stuff and all the lights and all the gadgets. And, uh, and then they, the stormtroopers come in with a case 
like a locked case and they open it up and there's all these little cards in there. It's like 15 cards and you go to all the different computer systems and you, you plant, you plant a bug into the computer systems that, that takes over the ship and it like literally crashes the entire ship, which like happens in the ship. (laughs) It's like the most craziest stuff. So it's really, and then, and then if you're on the good side, then you're trying to fix it later. And they're going back and trying to get into the engineering room and reprogramming everything. So there's all this cool stuff that will never be used again if it's not part of the story. So anyway, Uh, we'll see what happens. I hope it's not just mothballed up for 10 years. Like, (laughs) it's like, I would imagine they'll probably leave it down. Wonders of life pavilion. With Buzzy, eight, eight to ten months while they retool while they and figure, plan, and yeah, and they come up with a new experience. It's got to be priced right, um, and then maybe the characters are changed if there's any type of character thing, and and maybe there's a a Star Wars dining experience of some kind that nobody yet because that would be cool too. So there's a kitchen out there because they they're cooking stuff for the. Everybody out there. So I think they got it all set up. Uh, all right, cool. Lisa, you wrapping us up? I need a tissue. No. <laughs> it does make me very sad. I know. Listen to Leia's theme. If you have iTunes, Aww. listen to Leia's theme. It is truly one of the most beautiful pieces of music to come out of Star Wars. I have to put together a video. It's incredible. I'll have to put together a video of what it was like for everybody and put it up on YouTube because I have so much footage, like really good yeah. footage. We need to memorialize it. So I'll put something together. And, and then use Leia's theme as a farewell montage. <laughs> it's amazing. I can't, there's, uh, well, there's a couple things that, Disney's not great with shows, nighttime shows other shows <laughs> so it plays into it or pricing <laughs> all right let's let's wrap it up all right i'd like to thank pixie vacations for sponsoring the podcast if you have any questions for us please send those to us at comments at mousechat.net thanks so much for listening please join us again next time on mouse chat